This is Sam Sports Podcast. I'm back. It's uh, Wednesday, January 27th. I wanted to talk a little bit about basketball because some of the things I've read as of recently are ridiculous uh, the more I read about them. So can we talk about the Clippers and Blake Griffin? Okay. Blake Griffin's been injured. He's been hurt for a while now. He, uh, he hurt his quad muscle, uh, so he's missed a few weeks. Um, I think a bit of the talk of the town with that is that the Clippers have still been winning games, even with Griffin not playing, which has been a little bit of a shocker, this sense of, ooh, are they, are they better without Griffin? And I think everyone can agree they're not better without Griffin, but it does you know, make you think that how are they able to win all these games? What are they finding? Are they finding you know, other great players on their roster, uh, good, you know, good guys who can come in and, and bring some scoring off the bench? Um, uh, so there was a, a little bit of a, 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 a strange sense there, but Griffin starting to come back, starting to get healthier until we read, um, just, uh, yesterday about how he broke his hand punching somebody. So at first there was a sense of, okay, um, he broke his hand. He's going to miss four to six additional weeks of basketball. But there wasn't really any idea how he broke his hand. Well, leave it to the sports reporters and the AP out there to figure out what happened, and they did. Uh, a little later in the day, an article came out saying that he got in a fight with one of the equipment staffers on the Clippers staff, and he punched him. And when he punched him, that is when he broke a, hand, uh, a bone in his hand. Um, are you fucking kidding me? I can't make this shit up. Apparently they were out to dinner in Toronto on the road trip and something happens. Blake Griffin gets in a fight and punches the equipment staffer. According to sources, they then go outside the restaurant where in turn Griffin follows the man outside the restaurant and continues to punch him. Uh, where in turn he breaks his hand and now he's going to be out for an additional four to six weeks. I I got no words for this. Like it's moments like these that it's really like, you know, yeah, you're energetic, active athletes who have to bang against each other on the court, but there seems to be something about how this energy just spills over into everyday life. Now, this is one instance in maybe an entire career, but still, what the fuck are you doing getting in a fight with one of your equipment staffers? I don't know what the hell the fight was about. I don't know what was going on. We're now seeing articles about how this is so unlike him and how he and the equipment staffer are good buddies. I don't know what the fuck was going on, but whatever the disagreement was, why on earth are you punching people? Why on earth are you getting in? What the fuck? I mean, this, this harkens back to that time when uh, Amari Stoudemire was so upset after a loss that he punched a fire extinguisher and broke his hand and had to miss some time. I mean, whatever the hell you're doing where you're missing time on the court and it's affecting your ability to make money and perform for this team that has given you a contract, I mean, come on, man. Come on. And, and it's even more embarrassing when you've got players who are, you know, you're not talking about a college player. You're not talking about a young kid. You're talking about a, a superstar mega NBA player who's probably the face of his franchise doing something absurd like that just so he can, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know. What, what's the story behind this? What, what is the cause? What, what I, I, I'm speechless. I'm speechless because things like these, I, I'm just shocked that they even happen. Um, 
Anyway, so that came out with Blake Griffin, if you guys haven't heard about it. So he's going to miss more time. The Clippers will will still be uh, having to play without him, and maybe they can find more uh, from their team without him on the on the floor. They've clearly been finding uh, you know some good quality minutes from some of the other players they had. However, they did um, trade Josh Smith recently uh, back to the Rockets. So Josh Smith was on the Detroit Pistons last year after several years of uh, – Clearly not fitting in with that Pistons team, uh, Stan Van Gundy essentially waived him, just gave him all his money, said, get the hell out of here. He goes to the Houston Rockets, plays great minutes for the Houston Rockets last year as they upset the Clippers and go to the Western Conference Finals. Uh, then in the offseason, Josh Smith chooses to sign with the Los Angeles Clippers, doesn't really get any playing time, and then just a few weeks ago... Um, the Clippers traded him back to the Rockets. So now he's back to the Rockets. I don't know if that's going to bring about success for the Rockets, but just another sort of uh, storyline for this Clippers team and how all of the offseason moves have not really been working out in their favor as much as they'd like. Uh, I don't think um, I don't think Lance Stevenson has been getting the minutes that they were hoping for either. Um, but all of that being said, it, it hasn't truly accrued, uh, equated to losses. Uh, just last night, the Clippers were able to pick up a two-point win on the road against the Indiana Pacers. They still got Chris Paul. They still got DeAndre. They still got a lot of their, their key pieces on the team to keep winning. Um, a few of the other things I want to mention is uh, Boogie. Uh, Boogie Cousins, DeMarcus Cousins on the Sacramento Kings. I believe both games were losses, but last night, uh, or was it two nights ago? I think it was two nights ago. Um, yeah, it was two nights ago. Uh, Boogie Cousins dropped 56 points. I mean, yowza. That was a, a, a double overtime game. So there was, you know, there was definitely um, some extra time where he could score some of those buckets. But uh, he dropped 56 points in a loss. It was a one-point double overtime home loss to the Charlotte Hornets. But that's not even just uh, the two nights prior. He dropped, I believe, 48 points. I mean, this guy's been on a scoring bonanza. Um, I think they lost last night. I think they had to play. I mean, the Kings, with all this fantastic play from Boogie Cousins, it doesn't always equate to victories for the Kings, uh, which is a real shame because they've got such an amazing player in Boogie. Yeah, he dropped 56 points, 12 rebounds, 4 assists, and they lost in double overtime uh, by one point. That's that's pretty amazing when you think about it. I mean, he's seriously got some scoring ability, which is it can't be denied. It's just, uh, you know, it's upsetting that it, they that all his entire career he still has yet to be on a winning franchise or go to the playoffs. Yeah, uh, they had a home game against the Pacers where he dropped forty eight points, thirteen boards, and two assists, and they actually won that game. So they are pulling some victories out of here, but it, it must be said that Boogie Cousins is dropping serious points and has, uh, you know, this offensive prowess of his is well known, um, but it like it never equated to W's. And uh, look, it's looking a little bit better this season. I still don't think they're a playoff team, but maybe maybe we're just starting to see a little bit of the maturation of Boogie Cousins finally. And hopefully the Sacramento Kings have been putting some players around him to equate to a, a good team. I mean, I think there's always been some systemic issues from the organization in, in regards to the coaches coming in and out the door and uh, the players that they've been putting around Boogie Cousins. It really, you know, it gives you pause. Uh, uh, on a positive note uh, from last night's basketball, something I want to mention about my Philadelphia 76ers, they won a game. 
holy shit. Anytime the Sixers win a game, it's really it's really an exciting moment because it's such a rare moment these days. Um, they beat, uh, it was a home game. They beat the Phoenix Suns, and I'm proud to say that they have swept the Phoenix Suns this season. Of all the terrible basketball that the Sixers have been playing, they actually have a few silver linings here. They swept a team. They beat Phoenix in Phoenix, and now they have beat them in Philadelphia. They beat them by 10 points, 113 to 103-ish Smith. 20 points, 9 assists, finally some point guard play. He's not the most amazing point guard, but at least he's doing something. And I think in some regards, that's all the Sixers needed was somebody to fucking play point guard, period. Um, another thing to mention about last night's basketball, uh, New York Knicks had a game at the Garden um, against uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder. So uh, Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook came to the Garden to put on a show. They went to overtime. The Thunder ended up winning the game 128-122, but Kevin Durant dropped 44 points and Russell Westbrook dropped 30 points. So you, I'm sure you saw an offensive show by those two powerhouses at the Garden last night. And they were wearing you know, their kind of cool navy blue Thunder uniforms, you know, the one that's a little like their third jersey, sweet jersey, looked good. Um, uh, Mello didn't play because, you know, Mello's at that stage in his career where he's, he's, he's pulling a little bit of the Dwayne Wade. Occasionally my, my shin hurts or my knee hurts or, or my ankle hurts, so I got to sit out a game. So Mello didn't play last night, so you saw a lot of Porzingis. Uh, Porzingis was the guy who probably had to shoulder the burden, and I'm sure they played as hard as they could, but Oklahoma City's a hell of a franchise and a hell of a team. Um, one of the other things I do want to mention is uh, the Wizards. I want to talk just briefly about the Wizards. Um, they've been having a rough year. They lost last night to the Raptors, uh, 106-89. The Wizards are 20-23 and 23 right now. Uh, John Wall put together some great play, but uh, once again, they're lo- they are without... Um, Bradley Beal. I believe Bradley Beal now has a concussion. Did he break his nose? I think he broke his nose, as a matter of fact. Um, so this is another one of their key guys. You, see, you know, the last couple of seasons, as the um, Wizards have been making steps in the playoffs, getting to the second round, um, you know, they've relied on the maturation of their young players. And, and John Wall and Bradley Beal, I think, have been that core. So most of this season, when they lost Paul Pierce and essentially had Bradley Beal kind of miss a giant chunk of the year. And now you're saying, yes, he broke his nose and he has a concussion. So he's day-to-day. He's going to miss some time. But this is he's been missing time most of the season. And when you're not using him and not playing with him throughout the course of the year, uh, it's going to equate to losses. And so Gortat and Mene, um, these other guys on the team, they're not able to compensate for Wall missing his key backcourt mate. And so, you know, the Wizards, they're having a tough year as well, but that's also something I kind of wanted to highlight because I think they're a great basketball team that it's just, you know, I think this might be a bit of a lost season for them. Uh, and it's tough. It's tough to say because uh, there's there's great players on that team and there's clearly some good basketball they've put together over the last couple of years. And just a little disappointing to see them um, – you know, sort of missing out. And I think it's probably also going to equate to uh, Randy Whitman getting fired as the coach. Um, I think there's also been some, you know, some responsibility on his shoulders that he's going to kind of put things together and keep the team improving. And, and I think they've been winning in spite of him over the last couple of years. And, you know, I think the chickens are going to finally come home to roost and he's going to, he's probably going to get axed at the end of the year. A couple of things I want to mention. Uh, This is, I'm going to talk more about this when I have Jonathan Hopkins on the show. Uh, I'm going to have him on the show tomorrow. Um, 
going to do an interview. He's a very longtime San Antonio Spurs fan. I'm going to have him uh, talk about the Spurs-Warriors game from two nights ago where the Warriors absolutely obliterated the San Antonio Spurs. They beat them by 30 points. Uh, Steph Curry dropped 37 points before they even got to the fourth quarter. It was a blowout, and it was a hell of a matchup of two colossal teams that are sort at the top of this league right now. I mean, they are at the mountaintop, the Warriors and the Spurs. If anybody's to be contended with it's these guys and to see the Spurs go into Oakland and get their asses handed to them by the Warriors is something which really uh, makes you stop and think um I think Tim Duncan sat out that game but I'm not sure he actually um Tim Duncan is is going to sit out tonight's game against the Rockets I believe on ESPN uh the Rocket Spurs are playing, and I think Tim Duncan's sitting that game out. I mean, it's really a sense. It's we're at a place with Tim Duncan where it's a real manage his minutes type of scenario, and it's a real you know you need to. He's this aging superstar. He's still going to be contributing to the team. He still brings a lot to the team, uh, but specifically with that uh, roster, it's clear that Popovich is managing whatever he can. Uh, with Tim Duncan, and he's trying to get the most out of his minutes. Uh, so he's going to have to sit out again tonight. Oh, hang on just one moment. Yeah, sorry about that. So, uh, But to go back to um, the Spurs, uh, I'm really excited about Kawhi Leonard's uh, maturation this year as well. I really think he's bringing something exciting to the team, which is showing them uh, what the future is going to look like for the Spurs and and how it's all fitting in. Again, I'm going to be talking much more about the Spurs tomorrow when Jonathan Hopkins comes on the show. I'm very much looking forward to it. Uh, some good basketball last night. Um, I'm excited for the next. I believe the Warriors and the Spurs have two more games uh, before the end of the season. Um, let's see what the Spurs can bring about and actually shake up on the next game that they play with these two guys. I think uh, the next game will be in San Antonio. I'll double-check that. Uh, but I'm excited for this basketball. And... Um, uh, later this week, I'll check back in, talk about some football, trying to kill some time before the Super Bowl. That's what happens. After the conference championship games, there's like two weeks of just sitting on your hands until the Super Bowl. They'll have the Pro Bowl, but I, for those of you who don't know about uh, all-star Pro Bowl games in regards to sports, um, some sports, the all-star game is a very big deal. Some sports, the all-star game is kind of a forgotten thing. And in football, they have desperately been trying to make the Pro Bowl uh, worthwhile and fun to watch over the last since forever. Um, but it's going to be uh, before the Super Bowl. They're going to try to fill in time, try to make you interested in football until the Super Bowl's here. But really, it's just going to be the same old story about Peyton Manning and Cam Newton until the Super Bowl actually gets here. So you're going to be hearing me talk a lot more about basketball. I love basketball. I'm excited for it. Um, like I said, Jonathan Hopkins is going to be on the show tomorrow. We're going to talk a lot of Spurs, get some Spurs in here. After all this excitement of the Warriors, want to chat a little bit about the Spurs. And here's the ending spiel. Subscribe to me on iTunes, subscribe to me on Stitcher, uh, follow me on Twitter at SmithFaceJones, email me at samsportsstation at gmail.com, uh, check out my YouTube page, that's a new thing I'm putting together, I only have one video on there right now, but I intend to get much more on there. Um, anyway, love you guys, we'll talk soon, take it easy, and uh, bye-bye. <laughs>